never put an age limit on your dreams. What a great quote by Lauren Fisher. Welcome to Heal Conversations to guide you toward personal growth and overall well being. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Heal today. Brittany's not with me again, but that's okay. We're starting to miss her a little bit. Um, today, I do have a special guest all the way from North Dakota. That's what you said, right, Madison? Her name South is <laughs> South Dakota? South Dakota, yeah. South Dakota, sorry. Her name is Madison Reeves, and she is an entrepreneur who had overcome diversity to become a top-producing real estate agent. Welcome, Madison. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to have you, too. Thank you so much for being flexible in our schedules to be able to meet and chat. Yeah, of course. Um, so I'm really intrigued by your story because this, again, this podcast is all about people telling their story, overcoming some diversity and obstacle in their lives in order to then um, be super successful, you know, using their past to figure it out and um, push them forward instead of keeping them back. Um, and some even, even go on to help others. Um, so let's hear about your story. So how did your journey begin? Yeah, so um, that is a... A great place to start. So I was actually born and raised in this tiny little town of 5,500 people. Um, and I like to start in that point of my story to really explain what it was like to grow up in a town like that. So um, I will circle back to this, but I just published my book, Project Badass, back in November of 2021. And the book is all about overcoming your comfort zone to reach your extraordinary life. Um, and the reason I tell you that now is because growing up in the town that I did was full of people in their comfort zone. And that was just kind of the way that it was. Um, I, I used an example in the first part of the book talking about how um, I graduated with a class of about 80 kids, including wow. myself. That's so tiny, 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 tiny. Um, Let me and guess, everyone thought they knew everything about everyone, right? That's pretty much how small, <laughs> how that small town worked. Um, and it, and it was not uncommon at all to, um, you know, graduate from that high school and be back on the bleachers with your own kids, uh, just a few years later. So, um, being for lack of better words, stuck in that town is, is very common. And, and a majority of the people that I, I graduated with are still there. Um, so that's kind of where my journey started. I grew up, um, actually as a competitive ballerina and always kind of feeling like I was a little bit out of place. I, I definitely couldn't, I had a hard time walking in stride with the rest of my classmates. Um, and I just kind of was like that odd nerdy kid that stood out from everybody else. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't figure out why. And, and as a kid, you know, that that's a, a huge insecurity that I think a lot of children experience. So, um, it took me a lot of my, you know, my adult years to go, okay, well, this is the reason why I felt like I was out of place. It was because I was challenging the mindset 
that everybody in that town and that right. in that class had, which was basically this is as good as it gets. <laughs> and I, I, grew, I grew up in a town that sounds very similar, although population was a little bit bigger than that. However, and I think I graduated with about 300. Um, okay. However, everybody, I think, thought they knew everything about everybody. You know, it was mm-hmm. definitely a small town mentality. And it is definitely a town where a lot of people stayed and they raised their kids there. And then their kids ha- marry someone else from there and then they have kids. It's it's well known in this town that that happens. And I and I remember when I left and I was like, I'm getting out. Um, and it's funny, like a lot of people haven't and they're still there. So I completely understand that that um, idea and that concept. Yep, absolutely. Um, so that was that's kind of like the first part of the of my of my story. Um, going hand in hand is is a little bit of how I grew up. So I'm the oldest of seven. Oh wow. I'm the youngest of eight. <laughs> oh, really? What's wild yeah. is that my sister is six years old. So I right, right um, now your youngest sister is six. Yes. Oh my goodness. Um, so I've got I've got siblings, you know, all over. We're a mixed family. Uh, my parents are divorced and remarried, and I was actually adopted by my adoptive dad when um, when I was five. And I actually didn't know that I was adopted until I was 16, but regardless, <laughs> that's a whole other story. Um, so we can talk up, about that story too, if you want. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so growing up in a, in a childhood like that, we grew up very poor, um, which is common for the, the town that I grew up into. I mean, the average income and the, the poverty line, it's just a normal thing there. Um, so monetarily poor, but also in the way of your mindset. So it was, it was very common for, I wouldn't say common. Let me, let me back up. It, it was expected of me to stay in this town, to marry someone from my high school class, have a kid a couple of years later, you know, work a minimum wage job. Like that was, we made it at that point. You know, we have, mm-hmm. we have a house, we get to go to basketball games on the weekend. Yeah. Um, and that, that was just expected. And um, I actually did part of that. I did marry my high school sweetheart when I was 18. Um, and we divorced a year later at 19. <laughs> so that was, that was the biggest, like the biggest turning point for me in my life was getting a divorce. And it's actually what really pushed me towards writing my book, um, Project Badass, because uh, as I was going through all of these challenges in my life, um, where I grew up, how I grew up, the childhood and the mindset that I grew up in, as well as the other things, um, when I got divorced, it was kind of one of those things of going, holy crap, bird's eye view of two different directions I could have gone with. I could have stayed with my ex-husband and lived a relatively happy life, have those kids, live in that nice house, you know, go yeah, to your Because basketball. really, it's all about your mindset. So if you're living in that town and you enjoy, you know, that life, mm-hmm. then that's fine. It's There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Um, right. It, but if you find you yeah. want something different or more, then you want something different or more. Exactly. So that is kind of one path. And the other path was to get divorced, which I really didn't want to do. I I didn't want to be divorced at 19, but get divorced. um, And at that point I was homeless (laughs) and I had nowhere to go. I was, um, you know, trying to scrape everything back together in my life. But I knew that if I took that path 
that I would be able to um, make leaps and bounds forward in what I really wanted to do. Um, which well, I have a question. So are there many people in this small town who are, and you might not be able to answer this, but I'm just based on what you just said, like you're, if you decide to leave your ex-husband and now you're still in the same town with this very small amount of people and you're gonna run into him daily, are there a lot of people who are single in this town or is it just the norm majority find someone, get married? That's it. Yeah. Ladder. I mean, I, maybe some, maybe a few people my age still, as I'm still pretty young, um, are single, but they're all dating people that, you know, they grew up with and stuff. Right. Um, so, and I ended up, as soon as we separated, I ended up getting out of there, getting the hell out of there as fast as possible. You know, yeah. even if that crashing on a friend's couch until I could get my feet underneath me. So, um, but that's really what uh, propelled me to write my book. And uh, shortly after separating from my ex-husband, I actually got COVID, <laughs> you know, right around that timeline, I actually got COVID and I was stuck at home for the 14 days and I wrote my manuscript. Wow. Um, everything so fresh. I was like, I have to, this is the only way that I'm going to be able to cope and heal and move forward from this life-changing event. So that's amazing. Yeah, it was. Uh, and then we've just kind of one thing after another, uh, it turned into creating the book that I did publish. Um, and I contribute writing my book as the biggest way that I was able to heal from my past. And that, um, and that was, and that, I mean, it's a big project. <laughs> you wrote a book. It's not an easy task. However, you know, it takes people my age, takes people years and years to A, realize they're unhappy in a situation, B, have the courage to leave the situation, and then C, write about it and then heal, you know, like as a man, use writing as a manner to move on and heal from it. That's amazing. Can I ask how old you are? I'm 20. Oh, you really? Yeah, I'll be 21 in July. <laughs> so all of this, I know COVID, I know COVID was probably 2020. And I'm thinking, how old is this girl? Oh my yes. goodness. Oh, well, wow. I, I graduated high school when I was 16 um, because I, I wanted to graduate an, a year early and just get out of there. Mm. So, um, and I ended up actually moving out when I was 16 as well and starting my adult life. So um, I had kind of an early start mm -hmm. to that for myself, um, which I don't regret at all. I actually was something that I really desired. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it all, it all has gone down in the last three to four years. <laughs> um, but it's honestly the best form of therapy. And as I was writing my book, I had so much um, self-discovery in the way of there was things that I definitely <laughs> internalized or pushed down and like, didn't remember from my childhood. Yeah. And as I was writing, it kind of came about, you know, I'm trying to write about my journey and the things I came through. And I'm like, there's this missing gap. Like, I don't, I'm not even sure what happened at this point in my life. So there was a lot of healing from that too, because I was forced to face the things that like subconsciously I, I pushed down and forgot about. Ultimately, how did you learn what those things were? How, how did you I mean, you knew there was a block and you didn't remember what tools did you use to uncover the memories? Did you um, use traditional therapy or did you, how did you figure all that out? Honestly, it was, it was kind of one of those things where 
I, I desired so deeply to get this book out into the public and for it to help other people that it was, it was kind of one of just those internal things where I, I just decided that I had to do it to make this book good so that it could help other people. Um, and it also helped that my publisher was like, well, we need, we need more. I'm like, okay, well, let me find it. <laughs> I got, how, did, I gotta how did you, did you ever uncover what the gaps, the memory gaps? Yeah, I did actually. And it was a lot of, a lot of journaling, a lot of like meditation, um, a lot, a lot of just like being in my own head and, um, like talking to other people about it. Um, I think the biggest thing is like, as I started to write the manuscript and, and type out like a certain thing that I could remember, other things were uncovered. Um, other facts that I, that weren't necessarily something that I brought to my forefront of my mind right away were uncovered as I was writing about it or as I was talking about it. So that really helped as well. Well, you know, it's funny because I tell a lot of my clients that I work with that journaling is such a great way to, to help open you up and heal and all of that stuff. And a lot of people have a hard time with it. And I feel like um, if you're not a natural writer and you're not, if you don't love writing, then it's really difficult. But I do find that using maybe journal prompts or, you know, probing questions that you can at least reflect on and maybe not write about helps to open things up. You're right. It's a yeah. great way. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, part of my book is actually, um, I'd say a good 30, 35% of it is actually journaling prompts. Yeah. Of the book. Yeah, it's so uh, beneficial. Again, if you're not a writer or you're not a journaler, I, you know, using journal prompts is such a great way to start. And it can yep. uncover a lot of mindset beliefs uh that you didn't realize you had um or you did and you didn't realize how awful those like negative those mindsets were but you know like yes. answering those questions can help uncover a lot yeah absolutely and that's really the journey that I try to take the the readers through in the book um we actually reference something called the the uh crab bucket theory are you familiar with that can you say it again the crab bucket theory crab bucket Yes. Like, like crab, like when you try to put crab crabs and they climb out. Yes. So that theory where if you put, you know, one crab in the bucket, they can easily climb out. But if you put more than one, then they pull each other back down. So I based my manuscript um, for at least the first half of it off of that theory in the sense that your habits, the people you surround yourself, your environment, your mindset are the crabs that are pulling you back down to the bottom. So um, we go through exercises of being able to really reflect and discover what is holding them back, whether it's themselves, if it is it their environments, is it people that they're spending time with, and then how to, for lack of better words, eliminate that and move forward towards what I call your extraordinary life. And the easiest way for me to define that is just the lifestyle that you want to live, that you get to make the decision. Right. You right. get to choose. Right. So that's amazing. Yeah. So it's called Project badass yep project badass um so that's the book that I just published back in November and I'm actually uh I'm actually publishing my my own podcast in March which is really going to help people discover um it's going to be a little bit of business strategy sprinkled in there along with you know discovering leading your career through your own passion um how to overcome those obstacles how to break through your comfort zone that kind of thing so right because the comfort zone that you speak of over and over again is truly our mindset. Mm -hmm. yep. You know, anything can become a comfort zone and anything can be outside of our comfort zone. It just depends on what, what we think of it. You know, absolutely. Well, 
muscle um, until you practice getting out of that comfort zone. It's going to feel really hard, but the more that you practice pushing yourself, the easier it's going to get as you work and build that muscle up. So I love that. Everything is a practice these days. (laughs) Mindfulness is a practice. Eating right is a practice. Exercising is a practice. Yeah, we're all working. It's a practice. (laughs) Practice. Mindset of like, we're always progressing forward. Um, It's easier to give yourself a little bit of grace. Yeah, right. Exactly. Instead of I need to be here then at this time and doing this and earning this and achieving this, it's just a little bit at a time, little practice. And you're right, because you do give yourself a little bit more compassion when you say, I'm just practicing this. I don't have to be an expert at this yet. So. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm the, I'm the first one to be guilty of that. <laughs> um, I'm a very highly motivated drive driven. And like, I'm a, I'm a driver. I, I like to drive myself and other people. So I'm the first one to admit that I sometimes can be, um, at fault for being a little bit too hard on, on myself or others about just, you know, already being to the finish line when it is a work in progress. Yeah. I'm definitely more of a doer than I am a beer and I've been practicing yep. being a beer for, um, uh, five years now, um, through meditation, all of that lovely yeah. stuff that I love. Um, but it's still when I'm not doing something and I choose to sit, it's a choice. And I choose to sit and maybe watch something on Netflix. <laughs> After that, I have to watch my mind and my thoughts because sometimes I'll beat myself up for not doing anything. When in actuality, mm-hmm. I probably was promoting a class, reaching out to a potential client during this Netflix binge, <laughs> you know, like, but I was right. doing a lot, you know, I wasn't just being so. And that is actually a huge thing that I've had to, to work on, um, over the last couple of years being in real estate. Uh, I, I had this issue, my first, my first year of real estate where I would, I'd feel, feel this like undeniable guilt for not working. I yeah. mean, I was the was in the office um, Thanksgiving day, calling my business coach and like sobbing because I couldn't figure out why my brain wouldn't let me just take a day off to spend with my family. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's something that I've really had to practice as well. Being able to say like, I I guess it comes back to the, having the clarity in what your purpose is Mm -hmm. so that you can easily and confidently say like this, I am allowed to take this time off or I'm allowed to watch Netflix or I'm allowed to just be in the moment and not worry so much about <laughs> what I'm not doing. That's definitely something that I've had to overcome as well. well there's, there's probably a bit of my, I've worked with a, I'm working with a coach as well right now, a mindset coach. And, and there's probably a bit of a mindset that you have around um, what success looks like and is. So working all the time is the only way you'll become successful, which, you know, we know is not true, but that could be an underlying deep belief that we have. I think it is for me. I know it is for me. (laughs) I don't know why I said, I think I know it is. If I'm not doing, I'm not successful. If I'm not always working and trying to um, fill the classes, get my coaching clients booked, then I'm not successful. And that's just not the case. It's just one indicator of success. Um, So I'm, that's a practice for me as well. Like understanding that it's okay to sit for a minute and not think about work, not do work, not reach out to work. Um, That's a really hard thing. I'm actually a teacher who took this school year off and that's been 
whammy for me. So I'm like really not doing anything. <laughs> God. Oh, I imagine. The biggest thing that I contribute to why I'm more comfortable with it now is because I did a lot of soul searching to discover my big why. Um, and that's something that I talk about a lot in the book. And I think a lot of people in this space and this industry are familiar with that verbiage, mm-hmm. but the minute that I discovered my big why and really understood what I was working for, um, it was like the sky opening. <laughs> well, <laughs> and I think like, it, and it allows you to make that boundary. Like this doesn't feed into my big why, yeah. um, this does. And it's, you know what I'm, I guess if I'm, if I'm, yeah, I mean, it's funny because there's a grocery store around here called the big Y. So whenever you say that, I think oh, really? <laughs> that's funny. I mean, it it's is. really just reading with intention and there's yep. so much power in having clarity in your Absolutely. business and your, um, you know, and I think that's it's right. even, who do you want to serve? What is it that you want to serve them? Yep. You know, like uh, it's, you have yeah. to be so clear. Um, and well, when I- you're not, you're muddled. And when you're muddled, your business is muddled. So exactly. And getting really granular too, like what you were saying, you know, who's my, who's my target audience? Who do I want to serve? But also knowing your numbers, knowing your bottom line, you know, I'm a, I'm a business owner first and uh, foremost, and I definitely am more towards like, what does my revenue line look like? You know, what does my profit look like at this point? And knowing those numbers and where you need to be to, you know, to contribute to your big why and the goals that you set yourself if I've hit this point and I've hit my goal, I can take some time off and not feel guilty about it. And if I haven't, then I'm going to keep working until I do. Right. That's all about being fully aware of what you're doing every day. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Checking those numbers daily and your, and, and your, how you're inching toward your, uh, in your progress toward your goals. Yeah. Yeah. You just reminded me of something that I have to do. So thank you for jogging that out of my brain. I'm thinking, (laughs) I just signed a few kid, kid coaching clients, um, which I'm really excited about because again, I'm a teacher and I've worked for 16 years in the public schools and in kindergarten. So kindergarten is a very, um, not only are you teaching them how to read or write, but you're truly teaching them a whole bunch of other skills, (laughs) getting along, how to, you know, just so many things. And so I just opened my business up to kid coaching clients and I, literally books eight of them in the last week. And I'm like, holy shit, there's a whole <laughs> kids need, kids need it. Kids need it. I'm also a mindfulness teacher um, and a Reiki master teacher. So I have other tools in my toolbox. So I am really excited about this, but you just jogged out of my brain. Like you should, I, I think I know how many clients per month I want to sign. I think I do, but I haven't actually worked the numbers. So you've just really helped me with reminding myself that sit down and look at the numbers, see what you need to book every month in order to then feel like I don't have to keep hustling and reaching out and being like, Hey, you want, you know, if I'm going to coach yep. your kid. Yeah. Give myself a Absolutely. break. And it gives the power to say no to, um, and especially in like the creative space, I, I'm really good friends with a lot of creative business owners, photography, graphic design, yeah. you know, whatever, where I would classify myself as more of a left-brained business owner. Um, and if I could tell anybody anything, the, the what I would do if I had to, could start all of my businesses over today, it was to know my numbers, regardless if you're in the creative space, regardless if you are, you know, running a business that is more left-brained to know your numbers provides so much clarity in your personal life as well. Yep. Um, you, 
it, it's just a no brainer. Of course, I didn't know that when I started my businesses, but if I did, <laughs> you know, that's okay. You're only 20. You have so many years ahead of you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you so, have like, but, you have at least 80 more years to fail and succeed and fail and succeed and learn and grow. And oh my gosh, the whole life is in front of you. It's fabulous. Um, that's such a great piece of advice because I am a, what my coach calls a heart centered entrepreneur. So I, I lead with my heart in this business. Um, mm-hmm. And, but I definitely have both sides of the brain constantly working because I'm not someone, I'm not, um, I don't like to generalize and I don't like to label in this way, but I only use these words so people understand what I'm trying to say. They, some people use the word woo woo. I really don't like that word, those, that term, because it just means like woo, like it's, no, I'm a normal person providing a service for someone. Yes, it is all about healing and feelings and mindfulness and all of that stuff. But I'm also have the other side of the brain working where I'm like, no, this is a business and I need to charge what I need to charge and I need to, you know, make money doing it and survive and succeed and help people at the same time. It's a helping business, which I think real estate is. Real estate is, I mean, I know we haven't talked much about it, but you're helping people find their dream homes, their first homes, their retirement homes, their whatever. And that's mm-hmm. a heart-centered, emotionally driven business, which mine is as well. Yeah. But you still have to yep. have business side of the brain working because you still have to get paid for your time and your services. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? We've all got bills to pay. And as much as I think most people's big why contribute to helping other people, I mean, that's where a lot of people find the most fulfillment. We we still have to make a living from it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't you can't go poor helping people. You know this. Plus, there's a need for both of our businesses. Right, exactly. There's such a need for both of our businesses, and 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 we've trained long and hard for our businesses. Um, so again, we should remember yeah. that it is a business, and we still should get reimbursed for our time and our expertise and our knowledge and our education and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, and at the end of the get paid in direct proportion to the value that you bring to the marketplace so the more value that you bring to your business or regardless of what industry you're in the more that you're going to get compensated so right. I think it's just important that whatever you know your your input could you say that one more time just the last part oh just that your output is going to be your input right. the more value right. you put out you know the, mo- you. the more well compensation will come your way. That's right. Yeah. Sorry. Just the very last part cut out. Thank you so much for repeating that. Um, We're going to take a real quick break and we will be right back everyone. Hold on. If you're in the Mansfield, Massachusetts area and are looking for a space for yoga, meditation, great workshops, and life coaching support, check out Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. Mainstream even has a couple of virtual options if you don't live close by. Check out their offerings at MainstreamMeditation.com. You can also follow Mainstream Coaching and Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. The name is Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. (laughs) And we're back here on this episode of Heal. I have Madison Reeves. She is an entrepreneur. She had given us a little bit of her story and her background and how she broke free from her small town. Um, and is uh, achieving much success. And she talked a little bit about her big why 
Um, and I was curious over the break, I was like, can you tell us what that big why is? I mean, I know what a why is. It's your reason. It's your reason for doing what you want to do, achieving what you want to achieve, who you want to reach, um, and the reason for doing it. So what's your big why, Madison? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, my purpose, my big why is to help other entrepreneurs um, break out of their comfort zone in whatever manner is holding made or society made and um, using the tools that they learn from that journey to reach their extraordinary life and whatever that means to them. So, so when you, when you say entrepreneurs, you mean, you mean anyone who is a business um, owner? Yeah, I believe anybody is, um, has the ability like, like me or anybody else to be able to break through that comfort zone and break through that crab in the bucket, like we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and ordinary life looks a little bit different um, than the next person. So I think it just really depends on what you want to do. Um, and just being able to have the tools and, um, you know, every, all those resources that you need in order to be able to achieve that. So not only that, but some, a good person who they can trust and have accountability with for, you know, like having okay. someone to report back to on what you were told to do. <laughs> Accountability is really important for me. So it's nice to have someone on your side who's giving yep. you the strategies and the tools and then saying, okay, now go implement this and come back and tell me how it was. So that accountability yep. is key too. I love that. That's great. All right. Yeah, so, so we are here with Madison and um, she had written a book called Project badass overcoming can you give me the tagline for that book again overcoming your comfort zone what was that yep overcoming your comfort zone to transform from average to extraordinary that's awesome transform from average to extraordinary yes is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners about um if you are working with anyone or if you're not, that's fine. Um, but is there anything that you want to share with our listeners uh, any more about your um, journey, your book, your future plans, maybe the name of the podcast? Do you have that yet? I'm not sure if that was, is that your internet or mine? Okay. Did you not hear that last question? Because I can ask you again. I actually like it completely took me out of zoom. So yes, please. <laughs> Madison disappeared. All right. She's back though, everybody. So my question was, is there anything else that you want to share with the listeners? Um, anything coming up, anything about your book or your podcast that you would like to share? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, we've touched on this briefly, but just, just a couple things. I actually am a full-time real estate agent in the Black Hills of South Dakota. Um, and I primarily work with investors to help them build wealth through their real estate portfolio. Um, but what I'm really passionate about and coincides very well with my big why is I actually coach real estate agents in production and business strategy um, and all the resources that I'm putting out into the world, the book, the podcast, and I'm eventually later this year going to be um, launching a business strategy and coaching um, for other entrepreneurs outside of the real estate industry. So that's something that I'm really excited about. My coaching program um, is being developed right now, but the that's main- exciting. Um, 
Yeah, I'm super excited about it. Um, But our main focus on that is discovering your big why, discovering your passion, and that every single decision you make through your business is going to contribute back to that. So that's really the main purpose of our our business coaching and our business strategy. Um, At the end of the day, I want to give all of those clients the tools and resources to add to their bottom line while also keeping true to their big why and their passion. That's fabulous. It sounds so wonderful. Do you have a name for the podcast yet? Yep. It's actually just Project Badass Podcast. Oh, nice. Um, So it's going to coincide a lot with the book and what we talk about in there, but I'm going to be bringing on um, other entrepreneurs. We actually have four guests coming on for season one, um, and they'll be talking about um, their journey to where they're at in their business, some business strategy tips, as well as their big why. Um, the biggest thing that I wanted to be able to bring forward with the podcast is those real tangible tips Mm -hmm. um, or strategies for business owners. Um, So that's something that we really keep to the forefront. Um, Of course, I want to inspire the listeners. I want to motivate them, but I also want to give them like tangible advice they can take and implement into their business as soon as they listen to it. I love that. I love that. So when the podcast is released, make sure that somebody shares any kind of links with me and I'll add them to this episode's podcast notes. Um, But as a matter of fact, your episode may be releasing around the beginning of March. So perfect. yeah, so maybe we'll have it by then and I can add it as this gets released. So that's exciting. Thank you. Yes, I'm super excited. Yeah, I love podcasts. I mean, I know that every single mother, brother, son, uncle, grandfather has one, but I don't care. (laughs) I think it's just really important to hear what other people have to say. Yeah. And especially, you know, giving them tips and tools to help them in their business that they is probably um, priceless, priceless information that you may or may not get from anyone else. So I'm excited to listen to it being an entrepreneur myself, very small business one. (laughs) Right, exactly. And I and I think it should be a little bit little something for every everybody. But I just want to pull back the curtain on Um, A lot of the things that I think are somewhat a little bit taboo in the entrepreneur space still, even in today's age. But um, I'm the first person to say that I will, I have no shame talking about money. I have no shame talking about the bottom line or how you should drive revenue to your business. Um, I think it's important that we talk about that as business owners, um, because at the end of the day, we're all in, we're all in a sales business. We're all in a business to make money, even though we are providing value to the marketplace. So, right, right. Thank you. Thanks for saying that. Um, yeah. It's important, I think, for everyone to hear. Uh, so uh, at the end of my podcast, I actually ask everyone three questions, and they're the same questions for everyone. So are you ready for those? <laughs> All right. So here's our first question. Yes, I am. Okay. When you are at, when you feel your most peaceful, what is it that you are doing? Um, that's a great question, actually. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's ever asked me that. But I feel my <laughs> most peaceful. Um, I think I've accomplished a couple things. My to-do list is crossed off. Um, and usually either reading a book or doing yoga. <laughs> Perfect. Those are great um, answers. My decisions off of, <laughs> yeah, I just alone time, spending time with myself and my thoughts. I think that's probably when I'm at the most my most peaceful so and do you do that a lot or do you find yourself not do you make time for it yeah it's actually a daily priority for me on both of those fronts oh excellent nice job yeah all right and is there a book that you would recommend to someone a life-changing book maybe you have read 
Yes. Uh, Relentless by Tim S. Grover, um, as well as his second book, Winning, uh, absolutely changed my life. Excellent. And are they focused on business ownership? They're actually focused mainly on mindset. Um, oh, nice. so, okay. Yep. Tim Grover is actually, um, he is or was the personal trainer for Kobe and Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of sports references, which I'm not really a sports fan, but even not being a sports fan, I thoroughly enjoy the book and part of my French, but he gives you the kick in the ass that you need. So um, I really love his books. They're so good. (laughs) I'm going to have to download some of those. Thank you. And the last question is if money was not an object at all, what would you be doing? I'd be coaching business owners. I love that. Perfect. Perfect way to end our podcast. (laughs) Thank you so much. It has been such a pleasure to talk to you and get to know you. And again, thanks for rescheduling. Um, Yes, thank you. So nice to be able to chat um, and meet up. So we're going to get going. And everyone else, I'll be back in just a moment. Um, But this is Madison Reeves. And I will, in the uh, podcast notes, make sure I include her book title and perhaps where we can grab one. And the name and maybe eventually when it's released the, um, of her podcast coming out around March. Thanks again, Madison. It was great to talk yep. to you. And I, right. Yes, you, thank you, you so you much. Once again, I, I missed it. Say it one, one more time. I, I'll at least get you the trailer, like the podcast trailer. Um, that should be out in the next couple of weeks. And then people can go and if they want to subscribe or or I think downloads, they can get the first episode, however that works. If they'd like yeah, to right. do that, that's going to be on. <laughs> Don't ask me. Not that it's not like I would know. Okay. Thank you so much. Madison. It was great to talk to you. Yeah. And here I am. I am back. Just came back to say one more time. Thank you so much for joining us. We are so excited that you enjoy this podcast and keep coming back for more. We can't wait to see you next time. But until then, may you be happy, healthy, safe, and live a life that's filled with ease. Thank you. Bye.